102.3 WBAB, Long Island's only classic rock. Roger and JP, 720. Uh, comedian Nico White came in the studio this morning. What's up, man? Yeah. <laughs> Good to meet you, man. Likewise, great to meet you too, brother. Ain't nothing going on this morning. It's um, it was pretty good getting down here, but I would hate to have to go. Like when I go back into the city, I didn't realize y'all traffic going up was that uh, that insane. Yeah, no, it sucks. You're still in Harlem. You live in Harlem. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I tell you, man, I never thought. If, but anyway, if anybody wants to check this out, we're doing uh, Facebook Live now. So if you want to go on the BAB Facebook page and uh, see Nico and send some words of of love and support, Nico's gonna be at yeah. the broker. He's gonna be at the brokerage uh, tonight at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. And and tomorrow night, 7.30 at 10 o'clock, he's got two shows. A few years ago, and this is something I never thought. You know, I was born in 1972. Gotcha. I was born in 1993. Right. <laughs> I was already three. I don't really like you right now. <laughs> it is what it is. Wait, first he comes in and makes me feel bat- fat for being able to lower the seat with my fat ass. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Just let me put this out there. I didn't make him feel fat. The chair that they had me in is a bit of a high chair. And I said, you know, if nothing else, the chairs are definitely high here. And JP was like, well, you know, maybe I can lower it with my fat ass. That's that's what you said. You are correct. Then you came over here, you pressed the button that I myself pressed with enough strength, and then you jumped on the seat and you knocked it down. I never called you fat. I never put that on you. Those words you said, but I appreciate your sacrifice for doing that for me. Thank you, sir. Round of applause. I consider you a new friend. I would do anything for my friends. See? There you go. You know, it's funny. Look, a few years ago, I'm seeing uh, you've been you're 23, but you've been doing comedy mm-hmm. f- since you're 14. Yes, sir. Did you watch grow up watching Showtime at the Apollo? I grew up watching all that stuff. I grew up watching Showtime at the Dude, Apollo. That's the some viciousness. Yeah, the you know what? This is why I'll never do like because you can have a seven year old out there trying to tell jokes and they're like, "You suck!" And no, they don't do that anymore. <laughs> oh. So they won't boo kids anymore. Oh. Yeah, I know, right? <sighs> but it's one of those things where I kind of feel like I'd have bad luck doing amateur night because right. back when I was like thirteen, my mom took me to the Apollo, and it was weird because the girl that was on stage was doing well, right. but I wanted to go home and watch SmackDown, so. She's doing her thing, and I just started hating. So I go, boo. <laughs> and as soon as I said boo, 13 other haters start booing her, and then 13 turned to 130, <laughs> and then <laughs> Tap Dancer comes out. And you just wanted to go watch SmackDown. It just just one, and I didn't know anybody else would respond. Right. You know what I'm saying? But they, they was just waiting. You know, I, I ended up going to see Metallica at the Apollo Theater. Word. And I had... I would have never guessed they played there. Um, right. There was a one-off show. They mm-hmm. were doing something for satellite radio. Gotcha. And I'm having dinner mm-hmm. in Harlem. Mm-hmm. I'm a white guy from Long Island. Yeah, y'all allowed? At the time. <laughs> right. But it was... You grew up in that... Because you do a lot... I was watching some of your stuff, and you do mm-hmm. a lot of racial comedy, which mm-hmm. now is a very interesting time mm-hmm. to be doing that kind of material. Right. And I remember... Trump's America, baby. Yeah. Y'all I, ready? I... <laughs> I remember being out to, uh, at some, uh, I forget the name of the place, something social. Sylvia's. No, it wasn't Corner Sylvia's. Social. Corner Social. Right. And it was one of the best meals I ever had. Mm-hmm. And then we're walking out of there and I'm walking to the Apollo. And I'm saying to myself, never in my life did I think mm-hmm. I would feel completely safe right. walking down Malcolm X Boulevard. Never, never, anywhere. Never did I think I'd feel completely safe walking <laughs> around Malcolm X Boulevard. <laughs> because it's one of those things, I've been in Harlem for most of my life. Okay. Right? And I've seen it go from, you know, where it's, you. Know, I whistle now. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can walk down, she's going, 
I would never have given away my location like that <laughs> a couple years ago, knowing the things that I know. Right. But it's 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 progress, and you got to take the good with the bad. For example, when the gentrification started, first thing, I don't know if this is like the way gentrification works, but the first thing I noticed was that the old supermarkets changed, and you got a more expensive supermarket that came in. So instead of the pioneer we got a like not whole foods but the right. next best thing an organic on, on an organic market right 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 and then after that the play, it got safe the cops came in and indicted all the criminals a lot of friends of mine okay. you know what i'm saying yeah. all locked up gone helps bring up property value when the criminals ain't there no more right then after that you see the food prices go up people can't afford to eat they're going to have to get out of there you know what i mean yeah. or travel farther now you got a lot of older people you have a lot of people that aren't trying to go that far to eat. Right. So once those prices go up, you start seeing the people move out and you see new people move in. I never would have thought I'd see a dog in a stroller in Harlem. Ever. And now you see it. Too much. (laughs) (laughs) Too much. And it's one of those things where it's like, okay, if if that's what you do, that's fine, but you have to admit that's kind of weird. It's got to be. It's got to be. One day you wake up and your whole neighborhood, your friends are gone and your whole neighborhood's changed. It, it, it's not. It's not even a. It's. I don't. I don't know how to describe it. It's not a weirdness because it's like I like it, but I don't because the new people that you see there and they're like I'm from Harlem. It's like, but you're from like gluten free Harlem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You from Harlem where you can go to. You want to jog through Central Park at one in the morning, and right. that's not. That's not what I know. But who who wants to who in they in they right mind wants to pay rent somewhere and then be like yeah I want it to be dangerous again I want right, to I want right, to right. not be able to walk around with my watch on that's right. ridiculous but you I also know, miss my friends so it's a weird catch 22 the uh, doing racial comedy now mm-hmm. and I saw your stuff it's real funny but mm-hmm. when you go oh, in don't say it like that no 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 no, no. <laughs> no my question not but it's not that it's funny yeah. but when you go into a room mm-hmm. or you go into parts of the country that are predominantly white right and you're going in there and doing that kind of comedy, mm-hmm. you got to really, I mean, it takes a big set of balls. It really mm. does. Right. Be- because you know they're gonna, you're going to put them on the back of their seat in the beginning. Right. you got to work real hard to grab them by the chest and bring them into your stuff. The thing about it is that you'll, you'll always get those people that are kind of like that, but yeah. most people are willing to accept to the whole material. You know okay. what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So, like, if I, if I, back when I used to do my joke about gentrification, right, uh-huh. and... I would open. I would open it by saying, "We have new. We have new people in my neighborhood because we recently gentrified. If you don't know what that means, that means you now have safety and white women, right? Right, right, right. That's just a little little tag up top. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, that's disarming you enough for us to get into the joke. When I start talking about organic fruits and vegetables, and I mean this, there's no reason they should cost that much. There's no reason I should have to make real life decisions to buy a red pepper. None. <laughs> but." If you decided, as soon as I opened that joke, that you don't want to listen anymore, right. then you're crazy. And that's only half of it. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you're going to get half of my social commentary, the other half of my personal stories, and me ragging on myself. You right know what on. I mean? But even doing racial commentary now in Trump's America, it's not that it's hard. I went out to Portsmouth, right? Mm-hmm. Virginia. And one of my boys, he was like, uh, he set the whole run up. He's like, yo, man, I'm telling you, man, down here, when you talk about the cops, you know, I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying... Think about it. 
<laughs> and he he said it like an odd ghost. You right. know what I'm saying? Like it was a threat. If I had to say anything about the cops, I wouldn't have made it out alive. Sure enough, I did all my stuff on the cops there, and we had an amazing time. And even afterwards, me and a couple of people, we said we had a real good conversation. Right. You know what I mean? About what I thought about the police, what I thought about Black Lives Matter, all that stuff. Yeah. And that's what I appreciate. Right. You know on. what I'm saying? Knock on wood, no one's ever wanted to fight me over my stuff. So right. must be doing something right. Good for you, man. Comedian Nico White is in the studio with us. Uh, we got a lot more to get to. He's going to be at the brokerage tonight at 8 o'clock and then two yeah. shows tomorrow night, uh, 7.30 and 10 if you want to go check them out. We'll give away some tickets uh, later on this morning. Right now, uh, Ted's got the roads. What do you got, Ted? And we got an issue that continues on the southern state. And JP, we got comedian Nico White in the studio with us. He's going to yeah. be at the, at the brokerage. And his boy, Mike, he's got a... He's rocking the last known members only jacket. Of the, and he's the <laughs> only last sitting member. Yeah. So we want I just want to say we want to shout out Mr. Mikey Mays for making sure he dressed like the last elf. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we want to thank you for coming here dressed like that, buddy. You are an individual, innovator, a motivator, and only 25-year-old whose hairline starts that far back. Dude, jump on that microphone real quick. I got a question. Jump Uh-oh. on that microphone. Hide the white women. <laughs> Mikey Mays is on the mic. I just want to salute both of y'all for what? being so kind. Look at this. You'll get over that quick. Yeah. What's with the members only jacket? The members only. Where'd you find it? You you had to take that off a corpse. Well, yeah, yeah. You, know, you can't tell. My lady, she went out. She's like, hey, listen. That's her jacket. <laughs> she's like, I got an extra one. You want it? And I was like, hell yeah. No, I picked it up in New Orleans. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Not like it's not new. It had to come off somebody homeless. Oh, it's or not something. new at all. No, he yeah. picked that off of a, yeah. somebody that was floating down yeah. a flood in Katrina. So. Someone yeah. died in this. Someone yeah. died in this. I said, you know what? I'm gonna put a bow tie on. I'm gonna make this look good. Did you grabbed up. Yeah, you didn't make it look good. <laughs> <laughs> You're single handedly trying to bring it back. I appreciate the effort, but I, you know. Listen, I am the last defender of the members only jacket. <laughs> oh, you good luck with that, Mikey. Oh, Mays. thank you, Connor. No worries. That, that and that is exactly how you should respond. <laughs> thank you, Connor. <laughs> Mikey Mays, ladies and gentlemen. You miss it, man. During the uh well, maybe I'm a Maze was playing, Nico was rocking out to some nickelback. I'm just saying, Nick like cause you were telling me how you get a lot of flack in here for Brett, loving Brett kills me for nickelback. That's cause he's bald. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, hey, I, I don't I don't like the fact that people just like shart all over nickelback. They and sure they, do. And they were a dope band. Now mind you, I only know like one song. But Rockstar is good enough that I can say they're dope. You know what I'm right. saying? Of all the of all the people that I know, especially the ones There's your jam. You can't keep doing this. Other knife and I'm never gonna win this. I will sing this song all the way to the end. The devil even sounds good in this song. Because he's talking to the devil about everything. I want a brand new house in the episode of Cribs and a bathroom I could play baseball in. You peasants don't know nothing about that. That's true. <laughs> but they suck. Who's good now? I'm, you know, he, he'll, his argument about the Nickelback is that every song sounds the same. And I said, so does ACDC, and they sell so the So does everybody else. They find what they're good at, and they stick to it. That's it. Nobody wants to hear, like, you know, bands. But... Like, there's this video here of Nickelback where every song sounds the same. So in, in I don't left, even know this song. It, it, is, it's, it, it's, it's two songs. In uh-huh. the left side, it's uh, How You Remind Me, and in the right side, it's Someday, mixed together. Oh, come on, man. Listen to that. These are two songs. But they, they sound good. They sound the same. 
I, if I was Nickelback and just in general, I would hate like for some anybody to critique my work and say it just sounds the same after you sold millions of albums. You know, all they got to do is say, "Hey, you want to check out my bank account?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And how how quick would you shut up? But you know how entitled we are now. We probably wouldn't. Like, well, you have twenty million dollars, but every song still sounds the same. I mean, you're not doing better than I am. I've never put a song out ever before in my life, and right. I have forty five dollars to my name, but. All your songs sound the same. <laughs> hey, when you're doing the clubs now, mm -hmm. are the crowds uptight? Do you notice like they come in? It's almost, you know, people used to go to comedy clubs right. to forget about the problems, to go yeah. in and laugh and have a good time. Mm -hmm. And now it's almost like, especially the way everything is so divided now, mm -hmm. it, you almost feel like people going in there looking to be pissed off. I, I can say I can say from my experience I haven't seen much of that. I will say I've seen a bit of a difference happen. You right. know what I'm saying? In the last I'm I'm this year I'll be doing comedy ten years. And I've seen like a shift a little bit where people come in just a little more entitled where they kinda wanna be smarter than the comics right. and instead of just letting them take, you know, take them on the ride. But that's a that that's only a real small population. Of the full of the full audience, you right. know what I mean. Yeah, Most yeah. people still come; they just want to enjoy themselves. A lot of people are still open to dialogue. The one thing that people do think they think discourse is dead. You know what I mean? Because right. the social media, we're all allowed to be in our own bubbles. Get rid of we're allowed to get rid of people who aren't in our bubbles. You know what I'm saying? If somebody like I'm not, I'm not the biggest Trump fan, right? Okay. But by that same token, I don't on my Facebook, I don't block people just because they support Trump. That's your business. Correct. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm down to talk about it. I'm going to be critical of any president while I'm on stage. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the end of the day, you shouldn't automatically put somebody in a place. You got to you know admit, though, you're at the point when you go on Facebook or Twitter, it is, mm -hmm. aren't you like, you oh, know, I, I can't, in, I can't in read it. In the beginning of the school year. Mm hmm. You get pissed off about people putting pictures of their kids in the first day of school, little Johnny's first, yep. and you get knocked off. Now it's almost like you welcome pictures of kids and puppies. You you miss it because it's not the hate that you're seeing oh, now. Jesus, Every other post is, and Trump sucks, and he sucks. And he, it's like, okay. <laughs> I, I, I remember when you used to be happy. Right. I remember when you were still taught to people. Yeah. I, I remember those days. <laughs> but, like, I, and I don't like, you know, people being hypocrites. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like people becoming what they hate. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty liberal. Right. But liberals, like, we got so upset at Trump for doing the handicap thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm one of those people, if it's wrong, it's wrong all the time. Right. And if it's right, it's right all the time. But if I'm going to judge you, I'm going to judge you, and then I'm going to act according to how I judged you. So we gave him so much flack for doing what he did, and then the day that he got inaugurated and him and his son are walking down the block... I'm on Twitter, right? And I seen how they. Everybody was like, "I wouldn't trust him around puppies." You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, and you doing that to a kid, but you was and, upset with him for making fun of a grown man. Exactly. And that chick from SNL got suspended. Yeah, but I mean, like, I gotcha. At the end of the day, I'm a comic, so I'm a side with the comic. Of course, you know. Of course. So, but I'm, you're right, though. And you know, when I didn't even put those, those two together, he yeah. got hit for you know for making fun of that one dude, mm -hmm. and now everybody's you know making fun of his kid for. The only thing that made me upset was my friends that got mad at him for making fun of the handicapped dude, and then made fun of his son. Because right. I'm like, I was one of those people that I I didn't judge. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Right. Because you know, hey, do your thing. But. Because I didn't judge, that leaves me room to then be a bit of a douche, you know what I'm saying, and make fun of whatever I want to make fun of. But you can't take the moral high ground and then 
jump in the low. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you can't do that. Right on. Comedian Nico White is in the studio with us. More with him coming up in just a little bit. Right now, it's time to go to the roads. Here's Ted. Your BAB security Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Long Island traffic. Good news now on the southern state. Westbound, that accident down into Route 1. Rock, Roger, and JP, 753. Comedian Nico White in the studio with us. Uh, he's at the uh, brokerage tonight at 8 o'clock. Two shows tomorrow, 730 and 10 o'clock. If you want to go check him out, we'll give away some tickets in, uh, in just a little bit. We were talking about... Uh, you know, smoke weed. He doesn't smoke pot, but he. Yeah. I guess you jumped right into the vaporizer pen. That's a bad idea. No, not e- not even the pen. So it was one of those things where me and a couple friends are hanging out, and somebody was because I don't know anything about drugs. And somebody right. was like, "Yo, they got bags downstairs." Now I was always trained to be real careful around people when they say stuff like that. Cause they, when they was like, "They got bags," and I was like, "Cocaine." I don't know what you. T- I don't mess with none of that. Right. It's like. No fool. We talking about they got vaporized downstairs. It's weed. I was like, oh, okay. I said, well, what does vaporizer mean? They said, so you take the bag and you inhale it. You know what I'm saying? You breathe it like air. So I'm thinking, like air. I breathe air all the time. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Right. I got that. I got that. Pass me the bag. Right. So I get down there. Now I'm, I'm inhaling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <sighs> and it's a big bag. You know what I'm saying? So we passing it around. So I'm sitting down. I don't feel nothing because I'm sitting down. I stood up. People think I'm joking. I stood up. The ground disappeared. <laughs> I don't know what happened next. I, I know I left the spot. I know I got to the train. I know I got home. I don't remember how I did that. Any of it. The next thing I remember is that I'm in my tub, bathtub, water up to like my neck. And it's it's falling out of the tub. I'm a tall dude because if I was any shorter, yeah, like yeah, I could yeah. be dead now. Right. And I was trying to sing Michael Jackson's We Are the World. <laughs> that I remember I remember waking up in my bathtub, water everywhere, and the water was piping hot. Right. And I was like, Leanna. oh man. This ain't for me. Right. And I never touched the stuff after that. Did you ever eat it? No no. Yeah, I, ate, uh, I couldn't take breathing it, much less right. eating it. I ate and the the problem when you eat it is mm-hmm. it creeps up on you an hour and a half later. So right. you'll eat like a cookie or the candies or whatever that they have going on now mm-hmm. and uh and you're like, Ah, I don't feel anything and then you eat the other cookie and then yeah. twenty minutes later, bang you right. start getting punched in the face. And I was at my my buddy has a place upstate mm-hmm. and I had eaten some cookies, eaten mm-hmm. some cookies. And I was a puddle right. on the couch. Like I was a, I was an absolute like puddle. Right. And I remember somebody knocking at the door mm-hmm. and my mind saying, the right thing to do is get up and say hello and introduce yourself. And my body saying, that's not an option. Right. So I remember just going, hey. <laughs> like I just put my hand up in the air like, hey, uh, yeah, I can't get up. <laughs> they standing at the front of the door looking at you through the glass. Yeah. You're like, I don't open it, but I, I ain't having yeah. one right now. Yeah. See, all that type of stuff scares me because I feel like if I, like you'll hear about people that do drugs like hallucinogenics or whatever, like right. shrooms and stuff. And my friends tell me stories like, I got close to God. I don't know if I want to get close to God. Yeah, Not I, like that. I ate mushrooms and saw Jesus one night. Yeah, word. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'll see yeah. him when it's time for it. I got gotcha. <laughs> nah, you. I'm, I'm afraid I won't come back. Yeah, no, it's not, I don't do it. I don't touch anything anymore. Those mm-hmm. days are uh, those days are long by. But I spent a lot of years mm-hmm. where pot was every day. 
every gotcha. day. I mean, I never left this place mm-hmm. before I had a bowl lit, before my back tires were out of the parking lot. Hilarious. For not hilarious. In hindsight, not really that funny. <laughs> you looking back at it now, you know, I didn't need all of that. I didn't need all of it. Right. Right. You know, um, it was, I, I, I could never get into it. I remember when I first saw one of my friends start smoking weed and I first saw it, I was like, it looks like parsley. Were you born after the crackhead epidemic? Uh yeah, I was born in 1993, so I I missed the crack era per se. Right, but I got to see the last of the crackheads, and I won't lie to you, I kind of miss crackheads. I bet you do, just a little bit. Like they give they give neighborhoods character. You know what I'm saying? We had um a close family friend who was on drugs, and she was she was a crackhead, and it was one of those things where she would say stuff to the cops that I'd never hear before and I just thought it was hilarious. So there's one time they had her downstairs in the lobby. They said, stand still, stand still. She said, I can't. So why not? She said, because I smoke crack. My nerves are messed up. <sighs> and to this day, <laughs> I've never seen two officers just look at each other and go like, well, you got she's nothing. not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Comedian Nico White is going to be at Brokerage tonight uh, at 8 o'clock and two shows tomorrow. Thanks for coming in, man. This was a good time. No doubt, brother. Thank you for having me. To all of you that are listening, you have picked the best radio station that there is to listen to. Thank you, JP. And come out to the shows tonight. I'll be there. I'll be black. Right on. Uh, uh, NicoWhite.com is the website. Check him out on Twitter, at Nico. Underscore. Underscore what you see now why would you do that? You gotta make don't make it difficult. You right. Don't make it difficult. Sorry, JP. At Nico underscore White93. Uh, good to meet you, man. Good luck this weekend. Likewise, brother. I if appreciate any, it. Anybody wants to go check out the shows, we got a couple pair of tickets we'll give away now. 631-955-WBAB. We'll hook you up. All right, man. Pleasure. Ted, you got the roads? You got it. Your BAB security Dodge, Chrysler Jeep Ram, Long Island traffic on the southern state. 